January of the Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. The Diary of Samuel Pepys, sixteen sixty two, by Samuel Pepys. January. January first. Waking this morning out of my sleep on a sudden, I did with my elbow hit my wife a great blow over her face and nose, which waked her with pain, at which I was sorry, and to sleep again. Up I went forth with Sir W. Penn by coach towards Westminster, and in my way seeing that the Spanish curate was acted to-day. I light and let him go alone, and I home again, and sent to young Mr. Penn and his sister to go and on with my wife and I to the theatre. That done, Mr. W. Penn came to me, and he and I walked out, and to the stationers, and looked over some pictures and traps for my house, and so home again to dinner. And by and by came the two young pens, and after we had eat a barrel of oysters, we went by coach to the play, and there saw it well acted, and a good play it is. Only Diego the sexton did overdo his part too much. From thence home, and they sat with us till late at night at cards, very merry. But the jest was Mr. W. Penn had left his sword in the coach, and so my boy and he run out after the coach, and by very great chance did at the exchange meet with the coach, and got his sword again so to bed second an invitation sent us before we were up from my lady sandwiches to come and dine with her so at the office all the morning and at noon thither to dinner where there was a good and great dinner and the company mr william montague and his lady but she seemed so far from the beauty that i expected her from my lady's talk to be that it put me into an ill humour all the day to find my expectation so lost mr Rutball and townsend and their wives after dinner borne by water and so to the office till night and then i went forth by appointment to meet with mr grant who promised to meet me at the coffee-house to bring me acquainted with cooper the great limner in little but they deceived me and so i went home and there sat at my lute and singing till almost twelve at night and so to bed sir richard fanshaw is come suddenly from portugal but nobody knows what his business is third lay long in bed and so up and abroad to several places about petty businesses among others to tom's who i find great hopes of that he will do well which i am glad of and am not now so hasty to get a wife for him as i was before so to dinner to my lord cruz with him and his lady and after dinner to faithorne's and there bought some pictures of him and while i was there comes by the king's life-guard he being gone to lincoln's inn this afternoon to see the rebels there there being according to an old custom a prince and all his nobles and other matters of sport and charge so home and up to my chamber to look over my papers and other things my mind being much troubled for these four or five days because of my present great expense and will be so till i cast up and see how my estate stands and that i am loath to do for fear i have spent too much and delay it the rather that i may pay for my pictures and my wife's and the book that i am buying for paul's school before i do cast up my accounts fourth at home most of the morning hanging up pictures and seeing how my pewter sconces that i have bought will become my stairs and entry and then with my wife by water to westminster whither she to her father's and i to westminster hall and there walked a turn or two with mr chetwin who had a dog challenged of him by another man that said it was his but mr chetwin called the dog and the dog at last would follow him and not his old master and so chetwin got the dog and w simons and thence to my wife who met me at my lord's lodgings and she and i and old east to wilkinson's to dinner where we had some roast beef and a mutton pie and a mince pie but none of them pleased me after dinner by coach my wife and i home and i to the office and there till late and then i and my wife to sir w penn's to cards and supper and were merry and much correspondence there has been between our two families all this christmas so home and to bed fifth lord's day left my wife in bed not well and i to church and so home to dinner and dined alone upon some marrow-bones and had a fine piece of roast beef but being alone i eat none 
So after dinner comes in my brother Tom, and he tells me how he hath seen the father and mother of the girl which my cousin Joyce's would have him to have for a wife, and they are much for it, but we are in a great quandary what to do therein. Two hundred pounds being but a little money, and I hope, if he continues as he begins, he may look out for one with more. To church, and before sermon there was a long psalm, and half another sang out while the sexton gathered what the church would give him for this last year. I gave him three shillings, and have the last week given the clerk two shillings, which I set down that I may know what to do the next year, if it please the Lord that I live so long. But the jest was, the clerk begins the twenty-fifth psalm, which hath a proper tune to it, and then the hundred and sixteenth, which cannot be sung with that tune, which seemed very ridiculous. After church, to Sir W. Batten's, where on purpose I have not been this fortnight, and I am resolved to keep myself more reserved to avoid the contempt which otherwise I must fall into, and so home, and six, and talked and supped with my wife and so up to prayers and to bed, having wrote a letter this night to Sir J. Menes in the Downs, for his opinion in the business of striking off flags. 6th, 12th day. This morning I sent my lute to the painter's, and there I stayed with him all the morning to see him paint the neck of my lute in my picture, which I was not pleased with after it was done. Thence to dinner to Sir W. Penn's, it being a solemn feast-day with him, his wedding-day, and we had, besides a good chine of beef and other good cheer, eighteen mince-pies in a dish, the number of the years that he hath been married, where Sir W. Batten and his lady, and daughter was, and Colonel Treswell, and Major Holmes, who I perceive would fain get to be free and friends with my wife, but I shall prevent it, and she herself hath also defiance against him. After dinner they set into drinking, so that I would stay no longer, but went away home, and Captain Cock, who was quite drunk, comes after me, and there sat a while, and so away, and anon I went again, after the company was gone, and sat and played at cards with Sir W. Penn and his children, and so after supper home and there I hear that my man Gull was gone to bed, and upon inquiry I hear that he did vomit before he went to bed, and complained his head ached, and thereupon, though he was asleep, I sent for him out of his bed, and he rose and came up to me, and I appeared very angry and did tax him with being drunk, and he told me that he had been with Mr. Southern and Homewood at the Dolphin, and drank a quart of sack, but that his head did ache before he went out, but I do believe he has drunk too much, and so I did threaten him to bid his uncle dispose of him some other way, and sent him down to bed, and do resolve to continue to be angry with him, so to bed to my wife, and told her what had passed. 7. Long in bed, and then rose, and went along with Sir W. Penn on foot to Stepney to Mrs. Chapels, who has the pretty boy to her son, and there met my wife and Sir W. Penn's children all, and Mrs. Poole and her boy, and there dined, and were very merry, and home again by coach, and so to the office. In the afternoon, and at night, to Sir W. Penn's, there supped and played at cards with them, and were merry, the children being to go all away to school again to-morrow, thence home and to bed. 8. I rose and went to Westminster Hall, and there walked up and down upon several businesses, and among others I met with Sir W. Penn, who told me that he had this morning heard Sir G. Carteret extremely angry against my man Will, that he is every other day with the Commissioners of Parliament at Westminster, and that his uncle was a rogue, and that he did tell his uncle everything that passes at the office, and Sir William, though he loves the lad, did advise me to part with him, which did with this surprise mightily trouble me, though I was already angry with him, and so to the wardrobe by water, and all the way did examine Will about the business, but did not tell him upon what score, but I find that the poor lad do suspect something. To dinner with my lady, and after dinner talked long with her, and so home, and to Sir W. Batten's, and sat and talked with him, and so home troubled in mind, and so up to my study, and read the two treaties before Mr. Selden's Mare Clausum, and so to bed. This night come about a hundred pounds from Brampton by carrier to me, in holsters from my father, which made me laugh. Ninth. At the office all the morning private with Sir G. Carteret, who I expected something from about yesterday's business, but he said nothing, Sir W. Batten and Sir W. Penn, about drawing, up in answer to several demands of my Lord Treasurer, and late at it till two o'clock, then to dinner, and my wife to Sir W. Penn's, and so to the office again, and sat till late, 
and so home where i found mr armiger below talking with my wife but being offended with him for his leaving of my brother tom i shewed him no countenance but did take notice of it to him plainly and i perceive he was troubled at it but i am glad i told him of it then when he was gone up to write several letters by the post and so to set my papers and things in order and to bed this morning we agreed upon some things to answer to the duke about the practice of striking of the flags which will now put me upon finishing my resolution of writing something upon the subject tenth to whitehall and there spoke with sir paul neale about a mathematical request of my lord's to him which i did deliver to him and he promised to employ somebody to answer it something about observation of the moon and stars but what i did not mind here i met with mr moore who tells me that an injunction is granted in chancery against t trice at which i was very glad being before in some trouble for it with him to westminster hall where i walked till noon talking with one or other and so to the wardrobe to dinner where tired with mr pickering's company i returned to westminster by appointment to meet my wife at mrs hunt's to gossip with her which we did alone and were very merry and did give her a cup and spoon for my wife's godchild and so home by coach and i late reading in my chamber and then to bed my wife being angry that i keep the house so late up eleventh my brother tom came to me and he and i to mr turner the draper's and paid fifteen pounds to him for cloth owing to him by my father for his mourning for my uncle and so to his house and there invited all the honeywoods to dinner on monday next so to the exchange and there all the news is of the french and dutch joining against us but i do not think it yet true so home to dinner and in the afternoon to the office and so to sir w batten's where in discourse i heard the custom of the election of the dukes of genoa who for two years are every day attended in the greatest state and four or five hundred men always waiting upon him as a king and when the two years are out and another is chose a messenger is sent to him who stands at the bottom of the stairs and he at the top and says va illustrissima serenita sta finita et puede andar en casa your serenity is now ended and now you may be going home and so claps on his hat and the old duke having by custom sent his goods home before walks away it may be but with one man at his heels and the new one brought immediately in his room in the greatest state in the world another account was told us how in the dukedom of ragusa in the adriatic a state that is little but more ancient they say than venice and is called the mother of venice and the turks lie round about it that they change all the officers of their guard for fear of conspiracy every twenty-four hours so that nobody knows who shall be captain of the guard to-night but two men come to a man and lay hold of him as a prisoner and carry him to the place and there he hath the keys of the garrison given him and he presently issues his orders for that night's watch and so always from night to night sir win rider told the first of his own knowledge and both he and sir w batten confirmed the last hence home and to read and so to bed but very late again twelfth lord's day to church where a stranger made a very good sermon at noon sir w pen and my good friend dean fuller by appointment and my wife's brother by chance dined with me very merry and handsomely after dinner the dean my wife and i by sir w pen's coach left us he to whitehall and my wife and i to visit mrs pierce and thence mrs turner who continues very ill still and theo is also fallen sick which do trouble me for the poor mother so home and to read i being troubled to hear my wife rate though not without cause at her maid nell who is a lazy slut so to prayers and to bed thirteenth all the morning at home and mr berkenshaw whom i have not seen a great while came to see me who stayed with me a great while talking of music and i am resolved to begin to learn of him to compose and to begin to-morrow he giving of me so great hopes that i shall soon do it before twelve o'clock comes by appointment mr peter and the dean and colonel nonniwood brothers to dine with me but so soon that i was troubled at it but however i entertained them with talk and oysters till one o'clock and then we sat down to dinner not staying for my uncle and aunt white at which i was troubled but they came by and by and so we dined very merry at least i seem so but the dinner does not please me and less the dean and colonel 
whom i found to be pitiful sorry gentlemen though good-natured but mr peter above them both who after dinner did show us the experiment which i had heard talk of of the chemical glasses which break all to dust by breaking off a little small end which is a great mystery to me they being gone my aunt white and my wife and i to cards she teaching of us how to play at gleek which is a pretty game but i have not my head so free as to be troubled with it by and by comes my uncle white back and so to supper and talk and then again to cards where my wife and i beat them two games and they us one and so good night and to bed fourteenth all the morning at home mr birkinshaw by appointment yesterday coming to me and begun composition of music and he being gone i to settle my papers and things in my chamber and so after dinner in the afternoon to the office and thence to my chamber about several businesses of the office and my own and then to supper and to bed this day my brave vellum covers to keep pictures in come in which pleases me very much fifteenth this morning mr birkinshaw came again and after he had examined me and taught me something in my work he and i went to breakfast in my chamber upon a collar of brawn and after we had eaten asked me whether we had not committed a fault in eating to-day telling me that it is a fast day ordered by the parliament to pray for more seasonable weather it having hitherto been summer weather that it is both as to warmth and every other thing just as if it were the middle of may or june which do threaten a plague as all men think to follow for so it was almost the last winter and the whole year after hath been a very sickly time to this day i did not stir out of my house all day but conned my music and at night after supper to bed sixteenth towards cheapside and in paul's churchyard saw the funeral of my lord cornwallis late steward of the king's house a bold profane talking man go by and thence i to the painters and there paid him six pounds for the two pictures and thirty-six shillings for the two frames from thence home and mr holliard and my brother tom dined with me and he did give me good advice about my health in the afternoon at the office and at night to sir w batten and there saw him and captain cock and stokes play at cards and afterwards supped with them stokes told us that notwithstanding the country of gambo is so unhealthy yet the people of the place live very long so as the present king there is a hundred and fifty years old which they count by rains because every year it rains continually four months together he also told us that the kings there have above a hundred wives apiece and offered him the choice of any of his wives to lie with and so he did captain holmes so home and to bed seventeenth to westminster with mr moore and there after several walks up and down to hear news i met with laney the frenchman who told me that he had a letter from france last night that tells him that my lord hinchingbroke is dead proved false and that he did die yesterday was sir night which do surprise me exceedingly though we know that he hath been sick these two months so i hardly ever was in my life but being fearful that my lady should come to hear it too suddenly he and i went up to my lord crews and there i dined with him and after dinner we told him and the whole family is much disturbed by it so we consulted what to do to tell my lady of it and at last we thought of my going first to mr george montague's to hear whether he had any news of it which i did and there found all his house in great heaviness for the death of his son mr george montague who did go with our young gentleman into france and that they hear nothing at all of our young lord so believing that thence comes the mistake i returned to my lord crew in my way in the piazza seeing a house on fire and all the streets full of people to quench it and told them of it which they are much glad of and conclude and so i hope that my lord is well and so i went to my lady sandwich and told her all and after much talk i parted thence with my wife who had been there all the day and so home to my music and then to bed eighteenth this morning i went to dr williams and there he told me how t trice had spoke to him about getting me to meet that our difference might be made up between us by ourselves which i am glad of and have appointed monday next to be the day thence to the wardrobe and there hearing it would be late before they went to dinner i went and spent some time in paul's churchyard among some books and then returned thither and there dined with my lady and sir h wright and his lady all glad of yesterday's mistake and after dinner to the office 
and then home and wrote letters by the post to my father and by and by comes mr moore to give me an account how mr montague was gone away of a sudden with the fleet in such haste that he hath left behind some servants and many things of consequence and among others my lord's commission for ambassador whereupon he and i took coach and to whitehall to my lord's lodgings to have spoke with mr ralph montague his brother and here we stayed talking with sarah and the old man but by and by hearing that he was in covent garden we went thither and at my lady harvey's his sister i spoke with him and he tells me that the commission is not left behind and so i went thence by the same coach setting down mr moore home and after having wrote a letter to my lord at twelve o'clock at night by post i went to bed nineteenth lord's day to church in the morning where mr mills preached upon christ being offered up for our sins and there proving the equity with what justice god would lay our sins upon his son he did make such a sermon among other things pleading from god's universal sovereignty over all his creatures the power he has of commanding what he would of his son by the same rule as that he might have made us all and the whole world from the beginning to have been in hell arguing from the power the potter has over his clay that i could have wished he had let it alone and speaking again the father is now so satisfied by our security for our debt that we might say at the last day as many of us as have interest in christ's death lord we owe thee nothing our debt is paid we are not beholden to thee for anything for thy debt is paid to thee to the full which methinks were very bold words home to dinner and then my wife and i on foot to see mrs turner who continues still sick and thence into the old bailey by appointment to speak with mrs norbury who lies at it falls out next door to my uncle fenner's but as god would have it we having no desire to be seen by his people he having lately married a midwife that is old and ugly and that hath already brought home to him a daughter and three children we were let in at a back door and here she offered me the refusal of some lands of hers at brampton if i have a mind to buy which i answered her i was not at present provided to do she took occasion to talk of her sister white's making much of the white's who for namesake only my uncle do shew great kindness to so i fear may do us that are nearer to him a great deal of wrong if he should die without children which i am sorry for thence to my uncle white's and there we supped and were merry though my uncle hath lately lost two hundred or three hundred at sea and i am troubled to hear that the turks do take more and more of our ships in the straits and that our merchants here in london do daily break and are still likely to do so so home and i put in at sir w batten's where major holmes was and in our discourse and drinking i did give sir j menace health which he swore he would not pledge and called him knave and coward upon the business of holmes with the swedish ship lately which we all and i particularly did desire him to forbear he being of our fraternity which he took in great dudgeon and i was vexed to hear him persist in calling him so though i believe it to be true but however he is to blame and i am troubled at it so home and to prayers and to bed twentieth this morning sir win batten and pen and i did begin the examining the treasurer's accounts the first time ever he had passed in the office which is very long and we were all at it till noon and then to dinner he providing a fine dinner for us and we eat it at sir w batten's where we are very merry there being at table the treasurer and we three mr waith ferrer smith turner and mr morris the wine-cooper who this day did divide the two butts which we four did send for of sherry from kales and mine was put into a hogshead and the vessel filled up with four gallons of malaga wine but what it will stand us in i know not but it is the first great quantity of wine that i ever bought and after dinner to the office all the afternoon till late at night and then home where my aunt and uncle white and mrs ann white came to play at cards at gleek which she taught me and my wife last week and so to supper and then to cards and so good night then i to my practice of music and then at twelve o'clock to bed this day the workmen began to make me a cellar door out of the back yard which will much please me twenty-first to the finishing of the treasurer's accounts this morning and then to dinner again and were merry as yesterday and so home and then to the office till night and then home to write letters and to practise my composition of music and then to bed 
we have heard nothing yet how far the fleet hath got toward portugal but the wind being changed again we fear they are stopped and may be beat back again to the coast of ireland twenty second after music practice to whitehall and thence to westminster in my way calling at mr george montague's to condole him the loss of his son who was a fine gentleman and it is no doubt a great discomfort to our two young gentlemen his companions in france after this discourse he told me among other news the great jealousies that are now in the parliament house the lord chancellor it seems taking occasion from this late plot to raise fears in the people did project the raising of an army forthwith besides the constant militia thinking to make the duke of york general thereof but the house did in very open terms say they were grown too wise to be fooled again into another army and said they had found how that man that hath a command of an army is not beholden to any body to make him king there are factions private ones at court about madam palmer but what it is about i know not but it is something about the king's favour to her now that the queen is coming he told me too what sport the king and court do make at mr edward montague's leaving his things behind him but the chancellor taking it a little more seriously did openly say to my lord chamberlain that had it been such a gallant as my lord mandeville his son it might have been taken as a frolic but for him that would be thought a grave coxcomb it was very strange thence to the hall where i heard the house had ordered all the king's murderers that remained to be executed but fleetwood and downs so to the wardrobe and there dined meeting my wife there who went after dinner with my lady to see mr george montague's lady and i to have a meeting by appointment with tom trice and dr williams in order to a treating about the difference between us but i find there is no hopes of ending it but by law and so after a pint or two of wine we parted so to the wardrobe for my wife again and so home and after writing and doing some things to bed twenty third all the morning with mr berkenshaw and after him mr moore in discourse of business and in the afternoon by coach by invitation to my uncle fenner's where i found his new wife a pitiful old ugly ill-bred woman in a hat a midwife here were many of his and as many of her relations sorry mean people and after choosing our gloves we all went over to the three crane tavern and though the best room in the house in such a narrow dog-hole we were crammed and i believe we were near forty that it made me loathe my company and victuals and a sorry poor dinner it was too after dinner i took aside the two joyces and took occasion to thank them for their kind thoughts for a wife or tom but that considering the possibility there is of my having no child and what then i shall be able to leave him i do think he may expect in that respect a wife with more money and so desired them to think no more of it now the jest was antony mistakes and thinks that i did all this while encourage him from my thoughts of favour to tom to pursue the match till will joyce tells him that he was mistaken but how he takes it i know not but i endeavoured to tell it him in the most respectful way that i could this done with my wife by coach to my aunt white's where i left her and i to the office and that being done to her again and sat playing at cards after supper till twelve at night and so by moonshine home and to bed twenty fourth this morning came my cousin thomas pepys the executor to speak with me and i had much talk with him both about matters of money which my lord sandwich has of his and i am bond for as also of my uncle thomas who i hear by him do stand upon very high terms thence to my painters and there i saw our pictures in the frames which pleased me well thence to the wardrobe where very merry with my lady and after dinner i seat for the pictures thither and mine is well liked but she is much offended with my wife's and i am of her opinion that it do much wrong her but i will have it altered so home in my way calling at pope's head alley and there bought me a pair of scissors and a brass square so home and to my study and to bed twenty fifth at home in the office all the morning walking in the garden to give the gardener directions what to do this year for i intend to have the garden handsome sir w pen came to me and did break a business to me about removing his son from oxford to cambridge to some private college i proposed magdalen but cannot name a tutor at present but i shall think and write about it 
thence with him to the trinity house to dinner where sir richard brown one of the clerks of the council and who is much concerned against sir n crisp's project of making a great sass in the king's lands about deptford to be a wet dock to hold two hundred sail of ships but the ground it seems was long since given by the king to sir richard was and after the trinity house men had done their business the master sir william ryder came to bid us welcome and so to dinner where good cheer and discourse but i eat a little too much beef which made me sick and so after dinner we went to the office and there in a garden i went in the dark and vomited whereby i did much ease my stomach thence to supper with my wife to sir w penn's his daughter being come home to-day not being very well and so while we were at supper comes mr moore with letters from my lord sandwich speaking of his lying still at tangier looking for the fleet which we hope is now in a good way thither so home to write letters by the post to-night and then again to sir w penn's to cards were very merry and so home and to bed twenty sixth lord's day to church in the morning and then home to dinner alone with my wife and so both to church in the afternoon and home again and so to read and talk with my wife and to supper and to bed it having been a very fine clear frosty day god send us more of them for the warm weather all this winter makes us fear a sick summer but thanks be to god since my leaving drinking of wine i do find myself much better and do mind my business better and do spend less money and less time lost in idle company twenty seventh this morning both sir williams and i by barge to deptford yard to give orders in businesses there and called on several ships also to give orders and so to woolwich and there dined at mr falkner's of victuals we carried ourselves and one mr deacon's the father of my morena of whom we have lately bought some hemp that being done we went home again this morning going to take water upon tower hill we met with three sleds standing there to carry my lord monson and sir h mildmay and another to the gallows and back again with ropes about their necks which is to be repeated every year this being the day of their sentencing the king twenty eighth this morning after my music practice with mr birkenshaw with my wife to the painter's where we stayed very late to have her picture mended which at last has come to be very like her and i think well done but the painter though a very honest man i found to be very silly as to matter of skill in shadows for we were long in discourse till i was almost angry to hear him talk so simply so home to dinner and then to the office and so home for all night twenty ninth to westminster and at the parliament door spoke with mr coventry about business and so to the wardrobe to dinner and thence to several places and so home where i found mrs penn and mrs ruth and smith who played at cards with my wife and i did give them a barrel of oysters and had a pullet to supper for them and when it was ready to come to table the foolish girl had not the manners to stay and sup with me but went away which did vex me cruelly so i saw her home and then to supper and so to music practice and to bed thirtieth fast day for the murthering of the late king i went to church and mr mills made a good sermon upon david's words who can lay his hands upon the lord's anointed and be guiltless so home and to dinner and employed all the afternoon in my chamber setting things and papers to rights which please me very well and i think i shall begin to take pleasure in being at home and minding my business i pray god i may for i find a great need thereof at night to supper and to bed thirty first all the morning after music practice in my cellar ordering some alterations therein being much pleased with my new door into the back yard so to dinner and all the afternoon thinking upon business i did by night set many things in order which please me well and puts me upon a resolution of keeping within doors and minding my business and the business of the office which i pray god i may put in practice at night to bed end of january